0: the sleepers podcast <laughs> it's wednesday december 20th last week we recorded all our episodes a day early this week we're recording all our episodes like at lunchtime um i don't know it's got me thrown all off my coach has me in shambles how are you uh
1: i'm doing all right uh, i'm on coffee number do of the day dose for those who speak it um and i'm concerned not about myself but the people around me that i love that are not in a good place because of other activities that are not in their control
0: yeah it's it's a shame not having any control isn't it like I'd, i'd love to be able to control things
1: if you could control one thing right now, just one. don't don't ask me that. You know what okay. I'm
0: saying before we click record. You know what my answer will. okay. Be. yeah, I
1: do we not know. want you to answer that.
0: We don't want to say that. Um anything, any other small little fun quip little hilarious banter items you want to get to before we just jump right into your comments today? I don't have the personality to carry the show like I would normally try to. I feel like you're capable of doing it yourself, but like, I'm just letting you know like you're gonna get like twenty percent emotional effort from me on this. I'm a broken man.
1: OK, that's fine. That's fine. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to uplift you uh, the, the best way that I can. Um, don't know if it's going to work, but damn it, I'll try. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into my YouTube comment of the day because I am out of quips right now, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Usually my quips come in the moment of. When I come prepared with quips, they don't land. I need to do moment of quips. Mm-hmm. So here's what we'll do. Uh, this is the Indiana Moorhead State game recap video. And this comment came from T2 Newland. I think they're bad, but Carter's hate fuels my soul. I just thought that was a hilarious comment because I think that my hate can do great things in this world. And that's why I don't necessarily think that hate is bad. My hate has fueled a lot of tournament runs and good things happening in the sports team. So if Indiana fans want to hang their hat, hang their hoo-hoo ha-ha hats, hoo-hoo Hoosiers hats, or whatever I said last night on something, hang your hat on the fact that my hate might fuel you to a relevant Big Ten season and possibly maybe even some tournament wins.
0: Your hate can power things. I've seen it. Like, I've seen it manifest itself in physical form in the real world.
1: Yeah, like, I hate – I had a a absolute hate – for San Diego State Aztecs basketball last year, and they found themselves in the final four Mm -hmm. in the championship. Like that's – so who knows, Indiana? Keep your heads high.
0: Yeah, honestly, like I feel like Indiana's on pace for like a sweet 16 finish at this point with the rate. that. And also your hate is ramped up for them. Like the more they keep winning, the more you're doubling down on your hate for them.
1: Because it's not fair. This team doesn't deserve luck. Why does this team deserve luck? What team does deserve luck? Like, is there any team that deserves luck? Like, I think some teams that maybe have some adversity, some teams that are like some, some, like guys a coach who I had just... a heart
0: attack with a, with a point guard who's five foot two that plays hard. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Like, they, they deserve it. I think. I don't, I don't think that Indiana
0: deserves it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, while we're doing like, Coaches or teams that deserve things that others don't. Uh what did you think of Tom Izzo's comments about how his players normally shoplift?
1: Uh just I mean, I didn't see the full context of what exactly the question is, but this man can't help himself. He he just can't. He will do anything and everything to bring up nil I'm surprised he didn't tear his rotator cuff trying to do this reach. Like why just why? Am just I why? allowed?
0: Am I allowed to do a reach? Sure. Old man upset that his mostly minority basketball team is making money instead of shoplifting? That's what we're doing? Definitely weird vibes. There's a little bit of a crazy context to, yeah, my guys normally shoplift. Is there not? It's definitely a comment that did not need to be said. It's a little, I don't know. I I should bite my tongue. I don't want to get in my... I don't want to cross any lines here, but like that's there's definitely some like racial connotation to that statement. Is there not?
1: Uh there definitely is. It definitely gives some you're on my lawn, get off my porch energy.
0: It's just kind of crazy. Um, all right. Just just wanted to check in on that because that didn't didn't feel great to me. But we're I, I feel really like everyone's I, just kind I of really, like, ha old Tom, old Tom's at it again. I really do want to see the question. Yeah, maybe like did, so, did someone down. ask
1: like when Kohler or Norman's going to get out of the boot and he goes you know what I'm not sure but the fact that they're in the boot means that they can't shoplift and they used to shoplift because and <laughs> I like what where how did this transpire
0: yeah um, yeah and by the way for the record that was clearly a reach Thomas coaches white players too and I'm sure he's talking about how Jackson Kohler would also shoplift but I uh, just felt a little little bit odd to me to have to go there that was a strange one also like of all crimes to commit i feel like there's more on the nose crimes that thomas those players have committed that he could have you know alluded to definitely just there's a thought
1: and to the discord comments
0: oh yeah i forgot i have to have the discord pulled up today like i said you're getting my d minus game tonight which is already full of lashing out um <laughs> who knows where this is going to go uh to the comment section in the discord join the discord if you want to come commiserate with me actually a michigan fan joined yesterday that truly warmed my heart uh um, yeah, he, he said he rewatched the game too on DVR hmm. early in the morning hours hmm, i love that i love that energy um yeah, welcome. Welcome to all the new members. I think we have like 92 or 93 members in the paid Discord now. Join the Discord. The link's in the description. It's the number one way, really the only way to support our show um, in, a, in an actual meaningful financial contribution way. Uh, let's start with Jay Meisner today, resident Arizona fan. He says, does Kashad Showtime Johnson get drafted at the end of the year? If so, what round? If not, what does he need to do to get there?
1: I think he. Do- I think he does get drafted. Um, I think his defensive versatility, his athleticism, his ability to switch one through five, um, and now he's showing some scoring acumen as well, like having the ability to hit a three-pointer. Um, and I think he's actually an underrated passer. I think like he's the perfect end-of-first-round, early-second-round guy that
0: could go to a good team and find
1: himself and carve out a role.
0: I would want him on my team – as an NBA GM, for sure. Because um, because of his because of his uh his control of Caleb Love. No, just like everything he does, I think he's like a great glue guy. I think physically he translates to the NBA for sure. Um, here's my problem, and here's why I think the answer is no. It, it, you can send all the stats. Jay Meisner linked some stats for him. There's only one stat that matters for Keshad Johnson: his age. You know how old he is? That'd be 24. I don't even have his birthday. It's not listed anywhere, which is probably a smart move on his part. But he's in his fifth year. He's either 23 or 24. So um, I think that's very tough. I think that's very tough to like – what is Kashad? Like on a good night, the third best player on Arizona? I think it's hard to be a glue guy type and get drafted as a 23-year-old man.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Also, why – did? Kishad Johnson make sure his age was wiped right from the internet
0: yeah I literally can't find it like all the normal sites he would go to to find um like literally says like deleted updated on this day <laughs> and then nobody will nobody will tell us how old he is I he might this man might be 27. I need to know how he did this yeah it's crazy it's crazy um anyway love Kishad but yeah he, he might be a 28 year old he's like that guy in uh the baseball movie that just Brings out the paper that says I am 12 written in grand for his birth certificate. That's what Kashad's doing. Uh, Guy says, Carter, epitome is pronounced epitome, not how you said it. I, by the way, I don't know if, if Guy's right. He says it's pronounced uh, epitome. Like he I didn't I I say it, it out.
1: And I also don't think I said that word, I said epitome. What's an epitome? Like, that's the epitome of brutality?
0: Yeah, that the word you're looking for is epitome. <laughs> I don't think I said epitome, though. That's the thing. I think Guy's making this up. But you said epitome, which isn't a word. Like, the word a blank of brutality, the word is epitome. Not epitome of e- brutality. E p i t o M E is epitome. That's epitome, not epitome, but the phrase is epitome of brutality, not epitome of brutality. You know,
1: I really got to flip the narrative. You know, I went to a really good college. I graduated magna, you know, cum laude, cum laude for those who like to put a little spice on it. Four year school, good school to get into and I'll be in Albion College. I yeah. need to. Okay, it's the Harvard <laughs> of the Midwest.
0: It's not you. Like you just say it is. Where, I have a question. Where would you have gone if you didn't go? hoop?
1: Um, I think the other schools I applied to were Michigan State, Syracuse, and that Illinois. That seems like a lie. I swear <laughs> to God, you applied to Illinois. I actually did apply to Illinois because there was a, a large contingent of country day students that like went there and said they loved it. Mm. This is like before I even was locked in, really, to be honest, on like Illinois basketball. And yeah, they were like, it's great there. Chicago's great. And I was like, shit, I like Chicago. I like Illinois. Like, I'm just gonna. It was it was one of the schools too you could do with like the, you know, like the common application. Like you didn't have to fill out separate ones, you could just fill out one and then like check the school and send it out. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did that.
0: Mm, so ease of application time was a big portion of why you applied places. Yeah, that was, that was massive. <laughs> Harvard to <of> the Midwest. <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, It's funny. We, we could have crossed paths such a different way. I only applied to two schools, three schools, Michigan, Michigan state and Syracuse. We could have, we could have been at Syracuse together. You
1: applied to Syracuse. Nice. I did. Yeah, I did. There was a world back in the day where I was going to attempt to walk on to play football in Syracuse.
0: That would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just wanted to like watch Eric Devendorf in person. That was that my, been, that my flip. yeah. Um, all right. No more pronunciation tidbits from guy here. Uh, scrolling down, Tristan Freeman says, what's your favorite Christmas songs? Below is my all-time classic. I don't even know what Tristan linked here. It's a YouTube I've video never, by I'm... Michael Thomas that says the Heat Miser song. I've never heard of that song. Yeah, I'm afraid to click play. I feel like I'm going to get like Rick rolled.
1: Maybe if you play it, though, you'll, re- you'll recognize about. Oh,
0: that's what that song is called. Should, I, should we give it a play here? Yeah, give it a play real quick. <laughs>
1: Here he comes now, the
0: big hand. Yeah, he lost me already. I mean, yeah, that's, Tristan, what the hell? That's not the we If if we have like a, come on, we're not doing like old claymation cartoon songs. We're not doing that. Um, favorite Christmas song? Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, N sync.
1: Mm, that's a good one. I like Timberlake,
0: this generational. Sorry to cut you off. But oh like, no. I was say, Timberlake's verse in that song, top five verse of any song ever. Uh, no disrespect to JC, who also went stupid and is a slept-on member of the boy band generation. But Timberlake, when he hits that the yeah, like that shit goes crazy. Respect to that. I think I'm
1: going this Christmas, Chris Brown. Um honestly, any rendition of a Christmas song by Justin Bieber, like great. I'm like great anything like Justin Bieber Christmas album. Like I need that. And then honorable mention is Saint Brick intro by Gucci, man. Mm, yeah, that's good too. Yeah.
0: Uh, rump up pa rump pa, up pa pa, pa, pa pa. Yeah. Um, I'm on a drum, yeah. I want to snare drum. Yeah, the feet, the feet go dumb. You go crazy. Uh, everybody knows. Yeah. Come on now. Like I might play play All right. Yeah. All uh, right. We're supposed to, for fam, we're supposed to sing a Christmas song. So, um, actually, let's let's flesh this out now because I was going (laughs) to, I literally started on this yesterday. I was going to rewrite Baby It's Cold Outside, but with college basketball uh, isms and like have us record a duet, basically, of that separately and overlap it with the beat behind it. Um, Still think that would be a pretty good finished product and a pretty funny finished product. So, how do you feel about that? Like, are you mentally emotionally invested in that one? Should we do a different song? What do you think? I'll do both. You'll do both, what do you mean? Like if you're writing me a
1: song, I'll I'll do that part of the song, but I also will I will send fam a 4-minute voice recording of me singing this Christmas if that's what's needed.
0: Okay, so should we put out a whole little Christmas EP? Should we put out a sleeper's Christmas EP instead of episodes next week and drop it like Monday, Christmas it Day? Probably would slap. probably would. Let's think about that. but uh, okay. yeah, the baby it's cold outside right now starts with you being like, I really can't stay. I gotta watch Michigan State. And then yeah. I'm like I'm like, but they can't shoot from outside. It's
1: great. Hey, that kind of goes. Yeah, honestly, put it on our agenda for next Christmas. Like we're recruiting Evan Meyer and we're releasing an actual
0: Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out my friend, Evan, who's a teacher, who's a handsome devil. God <laughs> um, voice of an angel. I've just been trying to rope him into a singing career for like three decades. Uh, Malik Perry says uh, with Kohler in a foot sore. With Kohler in a foot sore. Should he just return during conference play? D and D dumb and dumber time Carter taking that Purdue pancake bet versus Greg. I don't breathe a lot. What's dumber.
1: The, the, I don't breathe a lot is just a crazy thing.
0: I got a lot of feedback on that line. I stand by it for the record. Well, why do you think you got a lot of feedback? I don't know why people think anything's crazy about that. Like, it's not everybody breathes the same amount. I'm I'm going
1: to go on Amazon. I'm going to find a breath counter.
0: Look, I I love you. I love everyone out here, but like acting like we all just have the same breaths across the board just isn't accurate. Are you good at holding your breath? By default, I'm always holding my breath. Like can I Carter, <laughs> I am unconsciously not breathing like now. Like I haven't taken a breath in 2 minutes.
1: Okay, if you're at Kenzie's pool and it's summertime, how long can you hold your breath underwater? Two minutes. Okay, then you're not that good at holding your breath.
0: You can do longer?
1: No, you can't. My all-time record, I think, is like three (laughs) minutes and 15 seconds.
0: I'd call BS on that. You could ask my wife. I will ask your wife. This is a classic Carter lie. Three minutes is crazy. Like you just had to outlie my lie. That's what's happening here. Like you couldn't let me just sit here with the funny lie that's like I don't breathe, which is obviously not true. I'm just playing it up. I wouldn't up expect you area. to
1: understand. You didn't you didn't grow up around a pool. Oh, you're right. Forgot. Excuse me. Saying. <laughs> like I I was I was, I mean, if you were looking for me, one of the places you would look in the out of the five areas is you would find the nearest pool to my sure. home and I would be there. Got it out the pool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have my own pool, but like I had friends with pools, and that's where I was. Were you a shallow end or a deep end kind of guy? That's so
0: racist. What's racist about that? That's so racist. Why what is I be- racist about that? Why can't I be a deep end guy? Because I can't swim. I asked which one you are. You can be a deep
1: end guy. Oh, no, I am a deep. I mean, I'm a deep end <laughs> guy because. Obviously, look at me, bro. Like, I used to I used to have a good time the fact that <laughs> people mean. people couldn't stand in six feet of water. And I'd be like, Oh, losers.
0: <laughs> so you were just
1: standing in the deep end. I was also in the deep end. Like I like treading water, I like fetching things from the deep end. Like if uh, you're throwing little little toys and like go retrieve
0: them with the goggles on and stuff. Like that was me. Got it. Treading water in the deep end makes sense because that's what Michigan State football has been doing for about two and a half years. Uh, Jack Connor booby says this question is more targeted towards Greg because me and you shared having strong beliefs that Riley Kugel would be a big breakout star this year. Haven't got to watch him as much as I would like to this year, but just stat watching. He's been very disappointing. I'd like to hear your thoughts after watching him against Michigan when he had another poor shooting night. Um, yeah, he was horrible last night. He's been horrible. Their last three games. It's confusing though. Cause like he's had great games this season. Um, Kugel, to me, all he brings is scoring right now, though. Like, I I thought there was a next level to his game where he could be a primary facilitator as well. Um, That hasn't come together whatsoever. Like, he's either getting you 20 or he's not involved at all. And I think he has two or three games this year where he did, like, have a go to scorer type game where he scored in the 20s. He did against good opponents. Like, I think he had 20 in that Baylor game, he had 20 against another high major opponent. Uh, I was all over thinking he would eat Michigan's defense up yesterday. I didn't really think they had anyone who could guard him, but like he wasn't even really trying to like he was the shot attempts he took were like lazy shot attempts and uh, golden benched him late. I honestly thought it was a good move to bench him late, but at the same time, golden should be getting more out of this talented kid in Riley Kugel. So uh, I don't think he will be long for Florida, whether that's like he tries to go pro and if he doesn't get drafted, go overseas, Maybe, or I think he would be like a premier portal guy that everybody wants. Um, but it's sad because I really believe in his talent and I don't understand why he's struggling so poorly. Yeah,
1: he was very – it was very lazy to watch him play basketball yesterday. Like yeah. he he literally looked like he didn't want to be there for a good part of the game. I also have a working theory that um, has not formulated completely yet, but it's that it's, it's seedling stages that the people they brought in – just kind of hinders Riley Kugel Hmm. like they just like they brought in Zion Pullen they brought in like all these guys to have the ball when really in a perfect utopia world where I get my way like I'm getting Riley Kugel Doug McDaniel usage rate
0: I agree with that completely um Walter Clayton was good last night Zion Pullen but also they've been
1: good at the same time so you can't complain about like that golden going that way
0: yeah yeah i just kugel i don't think kugel's a guy who can be at his best as like a second or third option like kugel has to be your first option the question is does your team win if kugel's your first option maybe not like he might just be a good stats bad team guy
1: do we even think riley kugel is good if trey Mann didn't go to florida what type of question
0: is that why? What's the connection there?
1: Like, I feel like people get the handsome bump sometimes. Uh, oh. I think Riley Cool gets the Trey Man went there. He kind of looks like him, plays like him a little bit bump.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't see a connection because I don't view Riley Kugel as that handsome. I think Trey Man's much more. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's it's not a
1: handsome bump. It's a it's the same theory though. Like, but instead of handsomeness, it's he looks like Trey Man. He has played like him before. Does he look
0: like Trey Mann? He does a little bit, yeah.
1: I don't see that.
0: I don't see that at all. Oh, okay. Didn't Trey Mann have, like, cool hair? So did Kugel before he cut it. Yeah, but Kugel cut it. Maybe that's – I'd rather flesh that Trey
1: trey Mann cut his hair too.
0: I'd rather flesh, is this all because of a haircut? (laughs) I think that makes more sense than anything else. Malik Mm -hmm. Perry says, uh, Greg, would you take Healthy Kohler, Holloman, and Norman to be on your bench for three players? Uh yeah. I'll take any reinforcements. If you're you're talking my team in Michigan, yeah. Holloman would be by far our best bench player. He played thirty minutes off the bench for Michigan right now. Um Kohler's worse than Cheddar, but I'd still take another Cheddar and uh Norman, we don't know what he is, but in a boot, he could probably give us more than Trey Jackson right now. So, yeah, I would take that. Dan to Effenman says, do you think MSU basketball ever recruits a true number three? We haven't had a true three in a couple seasons. It doesn't look like one is on the way in 24. Ideally, maybe Carr at the three for long term. But overall, it doesn't look like we'll be more than six four or six five at the three for years to come. Any thoughts on this model of basketball? My instant reaction to this was, isn't Kurtang a true three or no? Yeah. He's, he's probably a two. He's 6-4. He's more a 3 than Akins is though, right? Like, yeah, uh, also like
1: I I think Dan brought up like are we ever going to be more than 6-5 at the 3? I would take 6-5 at the 3. Like I'm fine with that. Like that that that'd be okay with me. Like Garrick Norman at the 3 works for me. I think Garrick Norman was recruited as a 3.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I okay, Tang is or, or, or a wing. Kurt Tang is 6'4", 185. I thought he was like 6'6", in my head. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I Like, obviously, I think you want positional balance, but I don't view it as Michigan State's been, like, ignoring the wing position or anything, really. Um, I do think they've been recruiting too many guards or maybe retaining too many guards. Like, you just – five guards that all need to be in the rotation is too many that are all under 6'2". So – um that's got to change and i think it'll change going forward but i don't know like are there any wing prospects that are on your radar that you like really want for michigan state or anything uh
1: bryson tucker but that's looking looking like a pipe dream Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i don't think that's gonna happen okay all right that's all the discord comments for today thank you to the discord way to keep us rolling um Join the discord link in the description of the videos cart. uh, Let's move to a result from last night that we did not do a recap for, because it happened so late, but uh, it's so shocking that I think it warrants its own discussion. UCLA lost a shocker late last night. Uh, Mick Cronin's team just looks horrible right now. There's been a lot of speculation that maybe Mick Cronin is in the running for the Louisville job. He's doing a heck of an audition for Louisville right now. They have lost five of their last seven games. The two wins in that span are Chaminade in Maui and UC Riverside by one point at home. Those are the only wins they have since November 20th. They've lost to Marquette, Gonzaga, Villanova, Ohio State, and now Cal State Northridge at home. Cal State Northridge is not good for the record. They're 8-3. and Their record's good, but... Uh, barely cracking the 200s on Ken Palm. And this was a game that UCLA trailed throughout. They were down uh, 14 points at halftime. They kind of cut it close late. Sebastian Mack, one of your guys with 27 points, got to the free throw line 16 times. But there's a lot of guys outside of Sebastian Mack on this team that just aren't contributing serious questions uh, as far as perimeter shooting threats. The front court's a mess right now. Adey Mara's not doing anything uh, like Burke didn't play in this game. I don't know what Mick Cronin's trying to do with his roster.
1: Yeah, uh, Mick Cronin might have had the – maybe not the worst summer, but the biggest swing and miss summer of all time. Like he – everything that we thought about the UCLA team was, oh, they're bringing in these talented international guys. Like these guys are going to be good. These guys are going to be special. I mean, there was like uh, there was a day Mara, like maybe national player, of the year level type player scouts drooling over him. He looked amazing in practices. And every single one of the guys has flopped. And this is a classic case of I like Sebastian Mack. I told you that. I think he's a good player. Sebastian Mack being your best player probably isn't a good thing if you're UCLA, though. Like you don't want Sebastian Mack to be your number one guy. You want him to be a good player, but you want him to be like your. Fourth option, third option on a really good team, eventually, maybe being higher than that. But as a freshman, that's just crazy to me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done uh just disappointing to be honest with you like nick cronin and this team even though the the international guys haven't been as good and just the guys they brought in haven't been as good as you thought you you can't lose these type of games like if we bring in the net rankings on this i know you talked about the wins The five Bruins wins with the net ranking of the teams they beat. UC Riverside, 276. LIU Brooklyn, 336. Lafayette, 337. St. Francis, Pennsylvania, 342. Chaminade, Division II, not even a net ranking. This, This team is bad, to be honest with you. and I don't know what the fix is unless the guys on the team just kind of flip a switch and get better. But with all this going on and you have the Louisville rumors as well surrounding Mick Cronin, don't the wheels just fall off this team? Like, isn't this a
0: classic wheels fall off situation? It definitely can be. Um, And I think I'm going to do a little toot my own horn here. Card, do you mind if I toot for a second? Toot away. Let Let me go ahead and just toot for a moment here. I believe one of my off-season predictions was UCLA would miss the tournament. It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel – I'm feeling pretty good. Like, I I think I correctly assessed a couple teams we think might be bad, including Indiana and UCLA. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I still – like, the talent is there for a bunch of these dudes. But, like, my issue was, like, do any of these kids actually want to play college basketball? Like, are you, you're telling me like a day Mara is pumped to be playing college basketball. Does a even know who Cal state Northridge is like, <laughs> I, I, I just, and there's like, like the whole class is like six guys who are like, yeah, I'm going to the league. And the, the truth is they're not even like polished basketball players at all right now, let alone like learn how to play in a Mick Cronin system, let alone, I, I there's just so much of a like transitional period, period to have to build your whole team around guys like that. Uh, to the point that, like, the most reliable player on this team is a freshman in Sebastian Mack. Like, that's – if the guy you can trust the most is a freshman guard, you did a horrible job building a roster. Like, that just is what it is. And um, a Dembona, I I think, leaves a lot to be desired. Cronin called him out in the press conference last year or last week. He's a good player. If a Dembona is, like, your fourth or fifth guy, you're a great team. If he's your best player, you're screwed. Like, just – Call it what it is. Like, that guy's not a first option. He's He can't be an anchor of a team. He's a role player. He's a really, really good role player. But right now, he's the most talented player on the team. That's a huge problem. Uh, and Mick had a postgame quote that I, I want you to assess for me here. Uh, I'm going to just read it directly. Somebody asked him uh, if he's questioning his roster construction after this loss. And he said, we did what we could do. Is your question, did we try to get older transfers? Absolutely. So did the Reds, but the Dodgers get them. So Mick Cronin's basically blaming UCLA's inability to win NIL recruitments on where his roster ended up, which to me, as a Michigan fan, seems crazy because UCLA should have a lot more, higher potential to win NIL recruitments than a lot of other programs.
1: Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. And I'm calling bullshit from a spot where I could definitely, I definitely don't know exact NIL numbers. I, I never will. I, I'm still waiting for someone to just give me like a, a website where I can readily look that up and see what their NIL is or someone let me know. But I have a really, really hard time believing that UCLA doesn't have NIL. I find it really hard to believe.
0: So Trilly's jumping in. He says, this is Mick Cronin's very public. Give me more NIL money or else moment. He got outbid this summer for Cam Spencer. So I, I, look, I'm sure there are programs that have more money than others or that uh, in specific recruitments will offer more money for a player than others. But, um, yeah, but sorry, also that
1: that's the I mean, I love Cam Spencer, but you put Cam Spencer on this team. Or are they even like, what are they? Like what, seven and seven and whatever, like seven not, and three,
0: like not significantly better. No, yeah, not significantly better. Um, yeah, I, I, the roster needed a total overhaul, right? You lose Hawkes, you lose Tiger Campbell. Like it, it, it's a total, it's it's a total rebuild, regardless of how you do it. And uh Mick seemed intent on going overseas for it, regardless of if he had a little more money or not. Um, I do find it interesting. I think when you make a comment like that in the post game, that is definitely rooted in like either people are going to make sure that I have more money or I'm leaving.
1: Also, what color is Louisville?
0: Red. Huh? So do the reds. Interesting. Uh, Mm. Where's McCronin coaching next year? Point blank. Where's he coaching? In Louisville, Kentucky. If I'm Louisville, do I want the guy that just lost to Cal State Northridge?
1: Yes. Okay. Because the guy you have right now loses to Cal State Northridge by 20. Okay.
0: I just want to know that, like, regardless of if we're blaming it on NIL or we're blaming it on the roster or a Dembona or whoever – um UCLA should have beaten Cal State Northridge by 20 last night. They, yes. they have more than enough to win that game. And I'm not with, like, just in general, I'm not with the excuses. I said I'm ripping the Band-Aid off with my own coach. I'm not with the excuses. Coaches are elite excuse makers. And Mick Cronin has everybody pointing fingers at everybody else in that locker room. Oh, Sebastian Mack's too young. Oh, Dembona's not tough enough. Oh, the, I don't have enough money. Oh, all these overseas kids aren't ready. It's your fault, Mick. Like, this is Mick Cronin's fault entirely. This is not anybody else's fault. Are there other things that have contributed to it? Yeah. And Mick Cronin can play this however he wants to. At the end of the day, Mick Cronin should have won this game because his team's way more talented than Cal State Northridge's is, regardless of the problems that it has. He lost the game. They're 5-5. and They look like they can't beat anybody with a pulse. That's on Mick Cronin. It's not on anybody else. And don't forget that bullshit. I'm sick of coaches getting out of this, man. I'm sick of it. Can
1: can we give uh, credit to one of our favorite coaches? Because I actually like what he said in his press conference last night. Sure. Coach. I just want to send a shout-out to him. Like, he just – straight up said like his players are playing shitty and we're going to change it. Who said that? Coach Shrews.
0: Oh yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that quote.
1: I love, loved everything about that press conference.
0: Yeah. God, I love Micah Shrewsbury.
1: I love Micah very so much.
0: It must be so fun to root for a program that even when you're horrible, like you just love, like you'll die for your coach.
1: Is there any way that Shrews could get to Michigan?
0: I think the buyout would be the issue. Is it too large? Is it like I d I don't know what the buyout is, but I'm just assuming like you sign a new contract with Notre Dame. I don't think like there's a one year pivot, but
1: if I'm Michigan, I'm not waiting. I don't know. If I'm Michigan, I think Shrews would be at the top of my list. Like he's a big ten guy. He's a great coach. I
0: think Shrews would take it.
1: I think he would too.
0: I think he would take it. Um
1: I don't know. You got a couple. Of, you you got. A, I mean, I don't know how much longer you want to, you know, string it along. But like, I haven't talked to Purdue fans about what it's gonna look like after Painter calls it quits. But isn't like Shrews the first call? I would hope so. Yeah. So
0: shit. Maybe get a couple so. of years. Get a couple. Painter years. Painter's gonna be here for at least thirty more years, though. I mean. Yeah. True. Yeah. He's he's healthy. He doesn't have any heart issues. He's um, you know, he's winning games. I, not, hitting, um, not hitting, really, hitting people not hitting people um and yeah i mean as long as he makes elite eights every five years he's going to end up having a statue in west lafayette so long as long as you beat indiana oh wait you went oh and two against indiana last year but well non-conference results are good right <laughs> let's <laughs> move on uh big 10 great segue into big 10 play Point blank, how many teams in this conference are going to make the tournament? Because uh, I think there are four good teams in this league. I think those four teams are Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. I think Michigan State's right behind that group. I think if you want to lump in Michigan State with the good teams, then okay, there are five teams we firmly expect to make the tournament. Everything else seems up in the air. Everything else seems like a toss-up. Everybody else has work to do resume-wise. So I want to go team by team for this. And I want us to say, how likely is it that this team makes the NCAA tournament? I want you to give them a percent, like 50%, 80%, whatever percent chance you think it is. I'm going to do the same. We're going to combine our percents. And if the team's percent is over 100% out of 200%, then they – make the tournament. That's how this works. That work. We're, rank- we're ranking this out of 200%. Well, well, you're, you're doing your scale out of a hundred percent. I'm doing my scale out of a hundred percent. And then okay. we're combining our percents. And if it's right. more than a hundred percent, they make the tournament. All right. Starting at the top of the conference, Indiana, two and zero in conference play, eight and three overall. Uh, very low on Ken Palm though. Ken Palm does not like them. They're 87th. Does this team make the NCAA tournament? Yes or No. <sighs>
1: Unfortunately, I have to go right now. They don't have bad losses. They're lucky as shit. So I'll say 47%
0: chance. I think I'm going to give them a 40% chance. I think this team is bad. The wheels are going to fall off at a certain point. That means that is a less than 50% chance, less than half of what is needed. Indiana does not make the NCAA tournament, according to the sleepers. Illinois, do they make the NCAA tournament? Yes, 100%. 100%. 100%. So we have one team in. That's good. Wisconsin, do they make the NCAA tournament? Yes or no?
1: I would actually say 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's 100%. They have the resume. The, uh, of all the teams in the league, I think they have the best resume compared to what they really are right now. Yeah, like they, they have some impressive moments. Yeah. That Marquette win especially is going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. Northwestern, 8-2, and 1-0 and oh in conference play with the win over Purdue. The Chicago State loss obviously cripples them. Uh, they're projected nine and eleven by Ken Palm in conference play. Uh, where they're 66th overall on Ken Palm right now. Not great. Feels bubbly to me. What percent chance do they make the tournament?
1: I'm gonna go above fifty because Budarius is still on the team. So give me like fifty fifty five percent chance. Uh-huh.
0: I feel like we should have had to submit our percentages separately, because like once you hear mine, it throws you yeah, off. Yeah, like I'm I'm adjusting mine based on what yours is, based on the outcome I want. But hey, that's how this works. Unless you pull rank, I get to do this. Uh, I'm gonna give Indiana or sorry Northwestern a forty percent chance of making the tournament. I don't think this team's good enough. The Chicago State loss is gonna kill them. Like if they get in a in a bubble situation where you're comparing them to a Big Twelve team. You're like, oh, yeah, they lost to Chicago State. They're just written off. It's over. Yeah. So that means 95% total out of 200. Northwestern does not make the tournament. We're still at two. Purdue, do they make the NCAA tournament? 100%. How many Big Ten games could Purdue lose and still make the tournament?
1: I think they could go like, like you said, Northwestern, like nine and 11 and still make it.
0: I think they could go like seven and 13. And still yeah,
1: win. probably. Yeah, the non conference is that good.
0: Yeah, all right. in Ohio State, are they in the tournament? They're nine and two overall, one and one in the Big Ten. Projected to go twelve and eight, which is uh, the fourth place finish.
1: Uh, I would actually give Ohio State like ninety percent chance of making the tournament.
0: I think I'm closer than you, like ninety ninety eight.
1: Yeah, like they got some good wins, two lost. Like, yeah, I think they're in a good spot.
0: There's a world where it falls apart, but I don't see the world because I think they're Thor- they're, they're, they're they getting, getting better good. though. I think. Like every game, Perfect. I feel like they're getting better. Big win for us in our Chris Holtman
1: stock. We never, yeah, even though that, Penn, even though that Penn State loss. Good God Almighty!
0: Interesting one here. Uh, Nebraska nine and two overall. A very good win against Michigan State. Uh, their losses are respectable losses, other than at Minnesota, which didn't happen. But it's on the road. The Creighton loss isn't going to hurt them. Uh, huge win at Kansas State. That's one that's going to matter from a resume standpoint. They're projected to go ten and ten in conference play. Ten and ten in conference play with just one loss outside of conference play seems like an NCAA tournament team. What percent would you give Nebraska? Thirty. Really? I'm. See, I was going to say fifty five for Nebraska.
1: Thirty.
0: They have the resume, though. All they got to do is go five hundred in Big Ten play, and I think they get there.
1: They didn't really play anybody in non-conference. and The, the win, the win at Kansas well.
0: State. The win at Kansas State's huge. A, a true road game at Kansas State. Yeah,
1: true. True. Okay, I'll bump it up, actually, because that is a true road win against, I think, okay, I'll bump it up to 40, but that's as high as I'll go.
0: So you got 40, I got 55, which means they do not cross the threshold. <laughs> uh, okay, Michigan Michigan Wolverines, percent chance they make the NCAA tournament. Ten. They are six and six overall. They are one and one in conference play. Projected to go nine and eleven. Um, who's their coach? John Howard. Is he actually their coach? I can't remember if he's still coaching. Last time I checked. Oh. Yeah, they have a zero percent chance to make the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah. Ma- Maryland, what's their chance? <sighs> hmm. Seven and four right now. Eight and twelve is the projection in conference play. They're one and one currently in the Big Ten. Resume stinks though. Like it does. Resume does stink. But I, I, they don't have a top one hundred win. They have two losses outside the top one hundred.
1: Probably fifteen percent chance, right?
0: Yeah, they they have to win a bunch of Big a bunch
1: of Big Ten games. I don't know if they can.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I'll uh, I'll give it a little higher than you. I'll say it's a twenty percent chance, but it's not pretty. Um, all right, that takes us to Minnesota, who is eight and three actually surprisingly good start for Minnesota who zero. Appreciated... <laughs> there's there's just no world at all. no, I think the Nebraska win was kind of good, zero. I think there's like a ten percent chance mayor or uh, Minnesota could sneak their way in huh. they have a better resume Penn state five and six projected six and fourteen a zero. That's a zero. Rutgers seven and three projected seven and thirteen in Big Ten play. Five percent. They have a projected worse record in Big Ten play than I uh, than Minnesota, Nebraska. Like dude, I'm surprised people are more down on Rutgers.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say five, and I'm and I'm not gonna apologize to anyone who gets our comments telling me I'm so sick of these guys judging Rutgers before Moat M- 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 Mag is back. Okay, like let's relax. You're not bringing back Zion Williamson, okay? Like you're still not going to be that good.
0: Just next year you're going to be great. Suck it up. I think it's a zero percent chance. I'm sorry, Rutgers fans, but uh, the rack rack's going to have to do more magic than it ever has before, and there's a reason the analytic sites project you to have a worse record than a team like Minnesota in this conference. It's not great. Uh, Michigan State, by the way, you'll notice I'm going in order of the conference standings, by the way. So the reason Michigan State is the 13th team out of 14 that I mentioned uh, is we're, we're going in order of their current place in the standings. Michigan State's 6-5 and five overall, 0-2 oh in conference play, but uh, notably they are the McLean Cup champions. I know that's going to really matter on Selection Sunday. It actually will because it's the win against Baylor. So yeah. that, that is going to hold a lot of weight. Is there, uh, there going right, to be, like, a little McLean Cup emoji, like when they bring up, like, the the blind resume game and this team has, like, McLean Cup under their belt? Like, that's big.
1: Uh, right now, this team is, as of this day, not in the tournament. So it's, like, bubbly. So right now, I would give it 50%
0: chance. Wow. Oh, um, you're going to make me do this. Ah uh they that seems low to me seems low to me because of who they are and because of Tom Izzo. um so I'll put Michigan State in the tournament begrudgingly I also I do think like if it gets down to it if we get to like Michigan State's one of the last 4 teams considered they're getting in come on like you're telling a-, a room of humans in a room is going to not put Michigan State in in favor of like Wake Forest when it comes down yeah, to yeah. it, like it doesn't, doesn't matter as long as they're in the conversation, if they don't play their way out of it um, and they look better right now. So I think they play their way in. I'll give them a 60% chance to make the tournament. I do think it's closer than people think because they are zero 2 in conference play. You can't finish big time play like seven and 13. That's the only yeah. thing you can't do. And so, they might. <laughs> yeah. They, they need to, they need to start winning games for sure, but they are starting to win games and uh, yeah, they followed up the McLean cup win with the Mark Watts cup win. That was huge uh iowa i
1: I need every michigan state game to have a cup
0: oh it will don't worry i'm where i've already researched people who attended both schools for every game on the schedule the rest of the season thank you uh iowa who is actually has the same record as michigan state in both conference play and overall um what's iowa's chances of making the tournament zero i think you got to give it like 10 just because it's iowa and it's fran and also i don't think fran's going out without a little bit of a fight like if we really think this is fran's last season i don't see him like limping to the finish line
1: counterpoint i think fran's going to choose to go out with a fight every single game like he's literally getting ejected because he wants to go out without a fight that would be
0: fun <laughs> that would be really fun like what's the record for coach ejections in a season i need fran to break that yeah i would love to see that it would be good um Somebody in our stats and research department looked that up for us. Okay, so that's the end of this. So that means we have Illinois in, Wisconsin in, Purdue in, Ohio State in, and Michigan State in. This is a five-bid league officially, according to us. And one of those five is flimsy. That's where we're at? Yeah, little 10. So if I set the over-under at five-and-a-half tournament bids right now, pick them. Either way, you're for sure taking the under. Or are you thinking, like, collectively, even though we say individually all of them are out, you you would bank on one more team to find a way in? Is it plus odds at over? It's minus 110 both sides. Okay.
1: Try and get greedy. I would take the over. i bank on one more team sneaking in.
0: What team's the team you think sneaks in?
1: I know they just lost to Chicago State, but why do I think Northwestern can?
0: If it's a team that sneaks in, I think it's going to be Indiana. Uh, if that
1: if that's the team that we're banking on the sneak in, give me the under.
0: I'm taking the under for what it's worth. I think it's five and a half. I will not be surprised at all if this is a four bid league. Honestly, I kind of like to see it keep. Tra- like, let's. I know people are like, ooh, root for the Big Ten. I kind of want to see like a two bid Big Ten this and, year. And, and that would get rid of the like, oh, I'm sick of the Big Ten in March. Like, damn yeah. it, yeah. Like, let's just let's send our best and let's let's rock with that. Let's just pretend we're a mid-major conference for a year, and like we're the plucky underdogs who, oh, like ooh, they got the cute little seven foot five center. I don't know, he might be a guy like that. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, this is Zach Eady. He might be a guy, folks. Yeah, keep an eye out. You, that's that's a scary little matchup there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Final topic today, Louisville's taking on Kentucky this weekend. Uh, you like that one? <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I can't get over, like, selection Sunday. So they just come over like, okay, don't you don't want to sleep on this Purdue team, by the way. A lot of people talk about this Zachary Eady fellow and Brayden Smith. They can do some things.
0: And Coach Painter, he's building something over there in West Lafayette, Jim. Now, at first glance, you might not think much of Brayden and Fletcher, but these two kids, these young men, are two guys who are built for this moment, Carter. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why this is killing me so much.
0: <laughs> it's funny. It's for sure fun. Also, Braden and Fletch like, do look like a mid-major backcourt. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Woo! <laughs> Kentucky and Louisville play this weekend. Should be fun. Uh, always a fun rivalry, except like if you like horror movies, I think you might like this year's version of this game because it's just going to be like a gory little slaughter fest, is my guess. Uh, our guy, Scott Clark, is there, though. We certainly hope he plays well. Uh, but we love this Kentucky team. But you had a fun hypothetical here. Uh, everybody thinks Kenny Payne's on the way out. I agree with you. I think it could happen as soon as after this game. But let's just let's get twisted here. If Kenny Payne was coaching Kentucky and John Calipari was coaching Louisville in this game, who wins the game?
1: Okay. Kentucky's talented as hell. Louisville's not as untalented as people think. Oh, I think I think Coach Callen Louisville would actually win the game. Really? I think it'd be close, like extremely, extremely close. But you give me Kenny Payne trying to draw up something. And like he does a pick and pop with pick and pop with Reed Shepard and a big that has no, or like he puts the ball in Adol Thiero's hands instead of his dog's hands. And I just feel like they they don't win. And Sky and Cal together, I think, were just always meant to be. That's what it was supposed to be originally. The reuniting factor. And they they get to the win in that game.
0: So like you you're basically banking Sky. Is a special player under John Calipari. Yes. Okay. I don't hate that. I think I agree with you on that. Um counterpoint though. I think you could pick any two humans on the planet to coach both teams in this game. And I'm taking Kentucky's roster to be Okay. Ready.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm reaching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who's Kentucky's eighth best player cart? Like Justin Antonio Edwards. Reeves. <laughs> Yeah, like, ju- ju- I think it's – my answer is probably Justin Edwards. Like, if I'm going up and down this roster, uh, playing their best, give me – I mean, the the, the top tier is hard to even separate. Dillingham, Wagner, and Shepard are all the best players on this team at their best. Then I think Bradshaw and Mitchell are four and five. Then I think Reeves is there at six. That leaves Justin Edwards at seven, Adutiero at eight. Uh I think the eighth best guy on Kentucky is the best player on Louisville. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Sky Clark. I love him. I think Sky Clark is phenomenal. But um, at least in, in the Louisville system with the way Louisville plays right now, there is some downside to his game, even when he's good. So, like, I, I come on. It doesn't matter. Like, you and yeah. me can coach this game. It doesn't matter. They,
1: they also should have did this. Like, this would have made the game actually so much more
0: interesting. Well, I mean, Kentucky people love Kenny Payne for a variety of reasons. Like he's a yeah, beloved yeah. Kentucky figure. So, should we like, I should we propose this?
1: <laughs> I mean, th- this is how this is going to go down. Kentucky's going to win this game, handedly, right? And they're going to end it right there, and they're just going to take Kenny Payne right with them. Like he's going to go take a seat right back on Cal's bench, and we're going to call it quits. It's time.
0: Do you think Cal will actually hire? Kenny Payne again though like I I actually do think he would I do too which would be really funny is Kenny Payne a good assistant and just a bad head coach
1: that's that's bad at everything that's a discussion for another day he might just be bad he might just be coattailing
0: I think he might be a good assistant coach (laughs) like I think those are different skill sets to me like I I don't know. I, I at the very small high school level, I've been an assistant and a head coach. I'm a way better assistant coach than I am a head coach. Okay,
1: but like what is what's his head coaching attribute that he's good at? Like is he a good recruiter? Is he a good like X and O's guy? Like He,
0: he doesn't have one as a head coach. I think as an assistant coach, he's a good morale guy. Okay, he's a morale guy. You need you can, a morale guy. You, you can is be he a guy. You can be an elite assistant coach if you're a good vibes morale guy.
1: But wouldn't Kenny Payne's post-game conferences suggest he's not a vibes guy or does that actually the fact that he is a vibes guy he like just doesn't care about playing zone or recruiting
0: he's about the vibes he's a wacky little players coach vibes guy when he's an assistant coach when he's a head coach and he has to hold people accountable that doesn't work like what he tried to do with the kid with the tights like that's that doesn't work when your head coach is the one doing it when the assistant like comes to practice to bust your balls like oh, you have the wrong tights like that's everybody <laughs> that's a good chuckle that's a good chuckle in the gym right uh it doesn't work when you have to run the program when you have to be the face of the program so i think he's a good assistant coach that's my read i think uh if i'm louisville i might just demote him to assistant coach <laughs> demote him to assistant and
1: hire Jawan once he's fired from michigan
0: no you gotta hire somebody better that has a better outlook on all things that would be an objectively funny staff
1: like mick cronin's the head coach and then you just got kenny Payne on the bench like <laughs> yep i used to do the i used to deal with this it's just, like that's what i used to go through not anymore
0: if you're louisville who is and you could hire anyone on earth who is the one coach you want to coach louisville hmm
1: coach Cal,
0: oh, that's diabolical
1: yeah because i want
0: i want a little diabolical pettiness okay yeah i love that answer um i still think for me it's rick Petino.
1: <laughs> i knew you were gonna say Pitino. i
0: really do i still think it is I, and i think he ends up back there that's my honest belief we'll see if he I'm won't
1: right that's a he'll ruin his legacy
0: why would he ruin his legacy? Because
1: he's in good graces with them. Like, he can just... He's
0: not in good graces with them. He, he, the way he left his horrible graces.
1: I think he's loved by Louisville fans.
0: Yeah, but he hates Louisville and their administration right now because of how he got ran out. He's the only guy that became the fall guy for all of that bullshit. Yeah, I guess. I think he goes back and writes the ship. He ain't writing shit. He can't even write the ship at his own spot. I think he goes back and writes the ship and wins a national championship at Louisville before all is done counterpoint right the ship is an awful phrase does john calipari win another national championship in kentucky yes i think so too hmm. all right this was might a fun be, conversation might be this year is kenny Payne on his staff when he wins a national championship yes is kenny Payne on his staff this season <laughs> does advisory role count there's a 10% chance that Kenny Payne gets a final four ring from Kentucky this season. That's yes. where I'm at with this. I'd sprinkle on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, one big thing presented by Big B. What do you got?
1: Um, My one big thing for today is I think it's underrated doing low weight things, high reps. Mm. Like I did this little dumb thing yesterday because we got like some baby weights in our basement. Just like if, like, my wife does, like, Pilates and stuff like that or yoga. And they got, like, the little 10-pound, 15-pound weights, whatever. And, like, during the Michigan game, during timeouts, I was just, like, taking the 10-pound weights and kind of just, like, you know, holding them up, doing, like, some random shoulder raises, like, random curls and stuff like that. I actually ended up burning by the end of the game, honestly. And it was a 2 OT t game. So, you know, if you ever want to just get a quick one in, maybe, like, bang out some push-ups at the commercials or do some, do some stuff like that. I think it, I think it's beneficial.
0: Okay. I love that. I kind of want Carter Elliott's like trainer comment of the week once a week. Like can you can you hold us accountable on a stay low and build health and wellness? Yeah, can uh, on that subject, can your one big
1: thing be related to your shooting workout? Cuz I think I think the world would like to know. Uh I can do that if you'd like. Yeah, I can pivot. Unless you have an unless you have an I, I'm pretty sure you had another one cooked up. It wasn't you...
0: a great one. I just had a I had a little fatherhood one I can save for tomorrow. Um yeah, I'll okay. pivot. No, 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 no. no. I need fatherhood one, please. You sure? Yep. Okay. I mean, it's not that great. Uh the only thing I have is my one big thing is my daughter just learned how to clap and now she's like obsessed with clapping. I think we sh- we try to like coerce her into doing it with you guys the other weekend. Uh but now she just like like she fully knows how to clap and it's like the last 48 hours is when she like really discovered what it means and how to do it. And now she just does it all the time, but she only does it when like things she likes are happening and it's the cutest shit ever.
1: (laughs) Have you, have you thrown on the uh, Olivia Rodrigo time? Yeah. So this morning, I was
0: really tired this morning. I told you this, we were supposed to get up and record at 9am this morning and I, I was up till three editing. So I was just dead. I was gassed. And um, my wife got up to do morning Murphy stuff, took her to on a coffee run. She comes back and she's like, I got a work call. Can you wake up? Basically, like handoff, you need to wake up. And I'm gassed in bed. So she sets Murphy down next to me in bed. And I basically was still like half sleeping, just like with my arm around Murphy sitting up on a pillow in our bed. And I just put the Olivia Rodrigo concert video on that my daughter loves. It's 18 minutes long. She wears purple. Murph just locks in. Uh, the entire time I was like in and out of sleep for 18 minutes straight, Murphy was just giggling and clapping while watching the video in bed. That's just precious. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, we made Christmas cookies with my mom yesterday, and like she would like get her hand on some frosting and then look up and just clap. It was so cute.
1: That's just precious. It's the best. Love a good sugar cookie too.
0: It's also noted that uh, she did not clap once during the Michigan Florida game.
1: Good job, Murph.
0: Yeah, I'm proud of her. I still don't like God. It's so hard. What I'm like, there's no good way for me to raise her as a fan right now. I can't, in good conscience, send her to a coach who thinks his players are shoplifting. And I can't, in good conscience, send her to Michigan in any way right now. So just make her,
1: just make her a Lions fan and just
0: embrace that. <sighs> I guess. All right. That's the show today. We'll be back on Thursday. Bye, everybody.